in today's show. Let's look ahead to Wednesday's game in the NBA. Wednesday's games. Actually, there's more than one of them. Wednesday's games in the NBA, as well as some streaming options. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Here we are to look ahead to Wednesday's games. There are nine of them on in the NBA. We're going to look at what I'm watching for in all of those games as well as streaming situations. So let's crack in. Hornets Pacers. First game up. The Hornets are going to be without Miles Bridges and PJ Washington Jr. So that means I want to watch Jalen McDaniels. See how he looks in the starting role again. Um, he looked good on Monday. I think he's worth a stream. And then with Washington out, Mason Plumley also stepped up. The king of the reverse dunks played 29 minutes on Monday. And I think he's worth having. There'll be free throw issues for sure. But the other stats can really ramp up with both Washington and Bridges. Guys that play at the five a bit. Bridges does play some small ball five and Washington plays a lot there. It's a full run for Plumlee because you know, JT Thor and Nick Richards, these aren't blokes who are going to be really cutting into his playing time that much. For the Pacers, I want to see Chris Duarte. We don't know at this point whether Malcolm Brogdon is playing without Achilles issue, but Duarte has seen the minutes push up the last two without, um, without Brogdon. And then when Brogdon plays, Duarte's minutes tend to drop down. His production drops down. So seeing how he looks here. And then Sabonis, who really just can't fully get rolling, can he? He has some good games, then some really low usage games. He's just not fully there. I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's something rotten in the state of Indiana with that team. I don't know what it is. There's just something not quite right. So I just want to focus in on that a little bit. The Knicks and the Pistons. I want to watch Kemba Walker. More importantly, I want to watch, does Kemba Walker play? Because it is a back-to-back. Will he be in action? What will his minutes look like? I don't know. Prior to Tuesday's games, he played 40 minutes in three consecutive games because, of course, Tibbs. Will he play the back-to-back? I don't know. And then if he is out, of course, with Derek Rose out, do they finally bite the bullet and start Emmanuel quickly? Do they start Juice McBride? I, I don't know what though. I, I assume they'd start quickly, but there's some interesting options there. And then Rowan Barrett, can he play well? I don't know. What does his role look like? Is he still? Is he going to be you know high 20s, low 30s? Mid-30s, high-30s in minutes? I, I don't know. So I want to see how he's fitting. I don't believe that Barrett is a 12-team must-roster player. So let's see if he can change my mind. Well, for the Pistons, there's a bunch of those blokes out, we know. Um, so Luca Garza probably gets another start at center. He did have foul troubles and limited him to 20 minutes last game. But if he gets 25 minutes, he will be a 12-team league option. He can put up numbers. He's just trash when he's on the court, but he can put up numbers. And then with everyone out again, Hamadou Diallo and Frank Jackson. They're probably going to start at the pairing. Diallo's playing big minutes. He's getting good steals. He's shooting really well. Well, got a good field goal percentage, to say the least. Not necessarily good shooting, but good field goal percentage. And putting up good numbers. And this is the time to utilize Hamadou Diallo. For the next game, it is the Clippers and the Celtics. 
We know that the Clippers are without Paul George. They'll be without Reggie Jackson. Nico Batum's dealing with an ankle injury. Um, so let's watch BJ Boston, who's played 33 and 27 minutes the last two games. He's playing probably at an equivalent level to what Luke Kennard and Terrence Mann are. I don't think that BJ is a 12-team league player. He's a nice 16-team league guy. But watching what his role looks like compared to Kennard and Mann is intriguing. And then Eric Bledsoe, who is a 12-team league guy with Jackson out, really playing well. Bledsoe's played 36, 37, and 28 minutes the last three games, and that 28 minutes against the Nets was just because it was a blowout. While for the Celtics, with Dennis Schroeder out, with um, Josh Richardson maybe returning, we don't know, with Jason Tatum out, with Marcus Smart potentially out, Pritchard is a guy that's minutes are pushing up. 45 minutes last game for Pritchard. I don't expect him to play that much, but he should start at point guard. Actually, that's not true. Marcus Smart could start, but there'll be good minutes for Pritchard nonetheless. And he is pushing to become a 12-team streamer. And I also want to watch Rob Williams' minutes. Only 20-odd last game, low 20s, with some foul trouble. But if he doesn't have foul trouble, will Udoka play him 30? Or will he keep him in the 24-minute a night roll, especially with Grant Williams back now? That is a very, very big question that needs to be answered. Lakers and the Grizzlies. I, I don't even know what to say about the Lakers at this point. It is a back-to-back -back for them. What are they going to do with Dwight Howard, who... Started the last two games and played 22 minutes and then six minutes on Christmas Day. Now that was because it was against the Nets, but are we going to get 20 minutes of Dwight Howard? Is that useful enough to stream? Are they just going to play LeBron at center full-time and Carmelo the rest of the time? I don't know. And then Russell Westbrook, who's been bad, like really bad. Hurting your percentages as always, um, hurting the Lakers on-court product. Can he turn something around? Because he had a nice little stretch of a top 20 player and now he's top 150 over the last two weeks. All over the shop. For the Grizzlies. No Melton, no Brooks. So it's time for Desmond Bain again. Bain further fluffing his sell-high resume. I know that it's very hard to do a sell-high and people just refuse to, to, to look at it. Uh, how can I sell him high? He's playing this well. That's exactly why you sell him high. Because again, when Brooks and Melton play, and the Grizzlies have had situations where Brooks was out, then Brooks came back, and Morant went out, then Morant came back, and then Melton was out, and now Brooks and Melton are out. So it's very, we haven't really seen many minutes when Morant, Brooks, and Melton, and Bain were all playing. And when that happens, I just don't think Bain, who lacks in rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks, is going to get enough shots to make that scoring to be at the same level that it is now. That is all I mean by a sell high. I know people have always take issues when I do sell high shows and talk about sell highs because they like, you know, oh, this is not realistic. Look, if you can't trade him for a top 40 player, don't trade him. Write it out. But let's see how he can fluff this resume even further. I think he's going to have a massive game. And I love Desmond Bain. I just have doubts about the sustainability of it. Steve Adams, also really good last game. Yeah, is that something that I can rely on? Probably not. But, I don't know, he's worth, he's worth taking a look at, I think, here as a pretty good option to at least stream in um, if you are needing some center numbers. But if you, speaking of streaming, Maybe you've signed up for a bunch of streaming services and you forgot to cancel them because you had the free trial or something you wanted to watch and now they're done. Well, you're paying money for stuff that you don't use. So Truebill is here as the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, that you don't want, or the ones that you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. 
The Hawks and the Bulls. The Hawks are still going to be without a bunch of their players. Gallinari, um, Johnny Collins, still on the sidelines. I think something just happened with the Celtics with their minutes. Let me just quickly check that. Oh, no, Dennis Schroeder. looks like he's returning. So me and Josh Richardson both off the injury report. So there you go. Live update as I'm recording this. Schroeder and Richardson off the injury report. Um, for the Hawks, Gallinari is out. We've got Bogdanovich out, Hunter out, Okongwu out, Wright out. Everyone's out for this team, basically. So it's going to be a massive Cam Reddish game. Again, fluffing the sell high resume. That's what we're doing. Clint Capella has been underwhelming, I think. And despite these absences, he's maybe a little bit of a buy low. He's not really finding his groove just yet. For the Bulls, I want to watch DeRozan. But very specifically, his free throw percentage because he's been under 75% the last two games. Now, his value is built on 89% free throw shooting. Like, that's really high, and it was in the 90s at one point. You hit 75% on that volume, it drops you significantly. Is this just a weird fluke? Is he going to settle mid-80s? It's, it's, it's just something to watch. It is not outrageous to see very good free throw shooters become terrible free throw shooters. Shout out Russell Westbrook. Even shout out Bradley Beal, who did, did this year. So whenever that happens over over a little stretch, I, I always get a bit panicked. I think it'll be fine, but I get a bit panicked. And then Kobe White with Alex Crusoe out. Kobe White's been starting. Kobe White's not very good, I don't think. I think he's a at best bench guard player in the NBA. Um, see if he proves me wrong. Doubt it. The Heat and the Spurs. Caleb Martin. Good minutes from Caleb last game. What is the Caleb Martin-Max Struess combination minutes look like? And how much does that depend on PJ Tucker's availability? PJ is questionable for the game on Tuesday. Whether he plays in the back-to-back, I I highly doubt that he plays both of those games. So if he plays Tuesday, I'd expect him not to play on Wednesday. But we've seen Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin and the Winter Soldier Max Struess really step it up. And they can be streaming options, especially Vincent. Well, for the Spurs, Devin Vassell, will they pull the trigger and not start Keita Bates-Diop with DeJounte Murray out? You would bloody hope so, but I don't know. Vassell did get 29 minutes last game while Walker got 26. That's Lonnie Walker with 26 minutes. Hello. So I want to watch Vassell and his production. Also, Jock Landau, who does have that backup center role. I think he looks really good out there. I think he is a deep league ad at the moment. Well, for the Thunder, they are absolutely rooted with COVID absences at the moment. They are playing on Tuesday, and they've got the back-to-back Wednesday, and they will be without Josh Giddy, Darius Baisley, Jeremiah Robinson, Earl Trey Mann, Derek Favors, and Alexei Pokyshevsky, plus any other ones that crop up. So what are they going to do at center with no Favors, no Robinson Earl? Will it be Muscala? who has struggled to play on back-to-backs? Or will it be Isaiah Roby, finally? I think Roby is at least worth considering as a stream. And then, without Giddy, will they start uh, Teo Melodon? Or will it be Ty Jerome? That's something I want to watch. I want to see how Jerome fares in this role. He can be a decent scorer. Well, for the Suns, there's no Crowder, so we're watching Cam Johnson, who's going to play well. And then, with no DeAndre Ayton, Jalen Smith played really well last game. Was that a function of JaVale McGee's foul trouble? Almost definitely yes. But I want to watch Smith and how they deploy him, how he looks, and what his minutes look like in this sort of situation. The Jazz and the Trailblazers, no Don Mitchell. So, Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles... J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. They get the boost. It's always, Clarkson's always a bloke that when he plays well and gets more minutes that you sell high because people love scorers. They love them. Absolutely froth them. So when he goes out and plays 31 minutes and has 25 points, you sell him for a top 90 player. You, you try your best. To, actually, you try your best to do it. You might not succeed. And if you don't succeed, oh, well, that's fine. On to the Blazers. 
No Nurkic, no Covington. So Nasir Little had a 20 and 10 last game. Holy shit. Don't know whether we expect that continually, but hey, he's worth at least streaming in as is Larry Nance as the Blazers starting center. And then the next game we look at is the Dallas Mavericks and the uh, Sacramento Kings. The Mavericks are going to be without Luka Doncic again, but they could get Tim Hardaway, Reggie Bullock, Maxi Kleber all back in action. Um, Dwight Powell scored 22 last game. Is that real? Of course, it's 100% not. But there is an opportunity for him for some decent minutes. And can he at least produce some streaming value? Again, almost probably not. And then Joshy Green dished out 10 assists last game. Now, if Bullock and Hardaway do return, will Green even play? Was that enough to force Jason Kidd and his giant collar into the rotation permanently? I don't know. I just don't expect to get those 10 assists. Now, Green is an okay passer and a good defender. It's just that his offense and his shooting is a real problem. And I don't think he's really fixed that but it was encouraging to see that. Well, for the Kings, Rashawn Holmes, struggling, foul trouble, lots of stuff going on. How does Alvin Gentry, who I do not think will remain the interim coach for this team this season, um, how does he deploy Rashawn Holmes? Alex Len and Davion Mitchell will still be out. Oh, actually, that's not true. Len might be back on Wednesday. Mitchell as well, because they've got the back-to-back. How does Holmes look? And then what does that mean? For, how does Terrence Davis, Davis look? Is it Davis? Is it Metu? Is it Bagley? Is it a combination of those blokes? Can Davis play enough to be a 12-team league guy? I highly doubt it, but that is something we are absolutely watching for. We're also watching for the fact that BetOnline is the place to go this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football marches through the college bowl season and onto the pro football playoffs. BetOnline is your number one spot for all sports action this season. So head to the updated desktop site or use your mobile device to sign up today and use our promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From football, basketball, the NHL, boxing, UFC, or right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. New year, new you. That's a bullshit phrase, but Bilt Bar is not bullshit. Bilt Bar is amazing. Built Bar is the protein bar that's going to make you want to take your protein bar. We all want to get fitter. I'm fat. I want to get I want to get fitter. Like, I want to do that. And I want to go to the gym. And when I'm doing that, protein is important. And getting protein that doesn't taste like I scraped it out of my underwear is a huge bonus. And Built Bar, that don't, not only does that clear that very low bar, but they taste delicious. They taste like a candy bar. These Built Bars are low in carbs, low in fat, low in sugar, low in calories, but high in protein and high in taste. In fact, most bars have just 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which has 240 calories and 30 grams of sugar. That's ridiculous. Built Bar is always going to be your option. So when you're making your New Year's resolution to get fit and to cut out junk food, you can kill two birds with one stone. No more candy bars. I replace them with Built Bars and they give me protein to help with my workouts. So go to Built.com, use the code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you save 15% off your order of Built Bar. Built Bar, built, different. Let's look. There's no back-to-back Wednesday, Thursday. So we're looking at stream options for Wednesday's game. Um, Frank Jackson in Detroit, good streamer for points especially. Johnny Concha, Joe Ingles, Malik Monk in LA, although I have no idea how they run their rotation. It's all over the shop. Shout out David Fisdale. Isaiah Roby, maybe. I think we'll watch that one to see how that looks on Tuesday. Um, MC Hamadou Diallo, Nasir Little, the Oklahoma City Mudflap Kenrich Williams. Uh, Cameron Payne and Emmanuel quickly look like pretty good streamers. And then in deeper formats, all of those guys, of course, if they're available. And then we also look at Rudy Gay, Ty Jerome, Derek Walton, who'll be the Pistons starting point guard most likely. Check Diallo, the Pistons backup center. Malcolm Hill. 
Yes, he's a real player. He plays for the Hawks. Luca Garza, Grant Williams, BJ Boston, O'Shea Brissett, and Javante Green. And if we're looking in points leagues, these guys are all available in over 50% of leagues. JaVale McGee must add. Hamadou Diallo, Cam Johnson must add. Cam Reddish, Frank Jackson, Omer Yetzevan must add. Ty Jerome, Taylor Horton Tucker, Isaiah Roby, and Nasir Little. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Why don't you give me a thumbs up if you're here on YouTube. Leave your comments down below as well. And check out the Locked On Bets podcast. If you're looking for more betting stuff, Locked On Bets has you covered across all sports. Those blokes know what they're doing. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.